Hello, everybody. <laughs> Practicing my tongue drums. Welcome to Off the Cup with Hoppy and Hobbs. You got Hoppy's uh, tongue drums. I'm doing my tongue drums. <laughs> Over there. Um, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Off the Cup Pod, Instagram, Off the Cup Podcast, Facebook page, Off the Cup Podcast. We are on episode 17, and you need to like, share, and subscribe this thing so that yeah. we can get to episode 18. Um, also, what you can't see right now, because we're not on Facebook Live today, we have hats and shirts. Hats and shirts. Um, so you can cruise down to H12 Sports Academy and pick up your own yeah, off-the-cup hat. Hats are for sale. Uh, prices are almost negotiable. Almost. <laughs> Hit us up, and we'll let you know how much they cost. They're sweet. They look good. Yeah, they look good. And just so everybody knows about how much influence this podcast has, for those of you that have Amazon Prime, Amazon launched this week on Amazon Music Off the Cup Podcast. Going global, man. Yeah, so if you now have Amazon Prime, and Amazon, and you can download Amazon Music and listen to the podcast on Amazon Music, and that launched this week all because of Off the Cups podcast. Awesome. We're doing good. Yeah, there's, there's a couple other podcasts on there too, but ours was the main focus. I believe so. We almost made the homepage. Almost. We're getting there. But if you search for us, you can find us. Yeah, Off the Cup. All right. So I'm going to hit Hoppy up with the Off the Cup question here in a second, but just to quickly go over what we're going to talk about today, because there's, there's some great things. Got the lineup. We're going to talk about some MLB playoffs, because it's a little bit different than last week's uh, MLB playoff update. Uh, we're going to talk about what it means to have a regionalized schedule uh, in Major League Baseball. We're going to talk a little bit about the San Diego Padres. Um we're gonna have They're a good. yeah. We're gonna have a great conversation on what exit velocity means and uh, mm-hmm. what it means in Major League Baseball and who's hitting the ball hard and how that turns into a positive for your team. Uh, we got a Hoppy's weirdest story in Hoppy's story today, yeah. so this is gonna be really really fun. And we got our second annual weekly cup check. <laughs> Is that right? Second annual? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Cup check. And uh, in the cup check, we kind of go over some things that are uh, happen in baseball that you may not see. Some things that, you know, players do uh, as part of strategy. Yeah, you're like, why did that happen? Why did they do that? Yeah. That so Cup check. So, so we're going to try to do that on a weekly basis. Come cup up check. with something that nobody's ever heard of before and make it into something. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then another show will use it. Yeah, and that'll be awesome that they can steal it from us because, you know, they have a little more traction than we do, even though we are going global. Global. All right, so nationwide off the cup, question for Hoppy. Okay. Do you think... Sometimes. Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Primetime, Primetime. will ever coach in college football? Oh. Um, I don't think he should. I don't think he will. I don't think he should. This is kind of a loaded question. I'm, I, I know. I'm. I'm thinking. Deion Sanders. He's he's coached so, at high school before. He's so flamboyant and so animated. I don't know if. Uh, well, before you get any further into this, I was in deep thought there for a minute. <laughs> he he was hired to be the coach at Jackson State. Jackson State. Yeah. Congratulations, Jackson State. Yep, he's going to be the head coach of Jackson State. Just came across the wire this morning before the podcast, and since you were asleep, you didn't see it. So I got to ask you as an off-the-cup question. That's interesting. I mean, are are they playing this year? I don't know. Because I know. He just got hired. Yeah. Supposedly came down the wire this morning. It's interesting that they didn't have a coach right now. 
Well, congrats. Deion Sanders. Yeah, yeah. primetime, baby. Coaching in college, 50-something years old, getting his first gig as a college coach. Going to be – that's – you have to say, as far as recruiting goes. Right. <laughs> um, Dion, want to come play for me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, good. Sounds good. Are we going to win? Yeah. yeah all probably. Right. I'm getting all the best players in the nation because yeah. of Deion Sanders. Yeah. I'm, we're going to move up into the top bracket. We're going to be taking on Alabama pretty soon. There you go. Put them on the schedule. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> um. And in honor of San Diego State University, I have a super bright red yes. San Diego State jersey that or nice. shirt that you guys or polo, let's call it polo, that you guys would have seen if we were going live this morning, but we're not. Um, San Diego State didn't learn a darn thing from the Chargers. They announced this week that they're going to be playing next year's home games in Carson. <sighs> they couldn't have found another field. You know, we couldn't play at USD, couldn't play at Southwestern. You have to go to LA. Who's going to go to LA to watch San Diego State? Well, I wouldn't. If I'm a college kid, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go to the football game. Where is it? It's in LA. I would rather pack Southwestern Junior College, which is a beautiful stadium, by the way, um, and, and get my 4,000 fans in there. I don't think 4,000 people are driving up to LA. Go ahead. That's a lot of buses if you're going to take the kids from the school. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of student section are you going to have? Uh, none. No. None. No. I. That's mm. to me. That's a that's a huge miss. Yeah. Nobody's going to Carson. These season ticket holders aren't going to Carson. The Charger them. fans go to Carson. No. Maybe like eight of them. I mean, super 12. crazy, die, super crazy. I, I would say thirteen. Super yeah. crazy, just because I didn't want to be twelve. Super crazy, diehard Charger <laughs> fans went to Carson, but then they decided they weren't going to go there anymore, and they started selling their tickets. Yeah. Well, you know, on the bright side, when it all gets done, there will be a stadium in San Diego for them to play in. So I guess you got to do what you got to do. But uh, I, I would have done Southwestern, and you know, taken my four thousand fans, and you know be right there yeah where people could actually go to the game right yeah well go aztecs <laughs> love the love the shirt looks good yeah it's very red mm-hmm. it's got a logo on it yep um if you check out our uh <laughs> facebook story you can see our pregame photo uh from this morning uh where you'll actually see the shirt and the yeah. really nice off the cup hats yep there we go so now that the off the question cup question's over, I want to tell you something that happened to me last night. Okay. So in my house, I have something pretty cool. I have a networked lighting system. It's all attached to Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. You can use voice control and mobile app to turn it on and off. It's really, it's really amazing. I have the same thing with my air conditioning and stuff. It's really nice. So mm-hmm. I, I, I pretty much have a high-tech networked house. It's really cool. Um, but last night at about 3.30 in the morning, I was sleeping. A lot, of, Those, yeah. a lot of people sleep at 3.30 in the morning, and every light in my house came on. <laughs> so you found out you talk in your sleep? No, it oh. wasn't that. So the one downfall with these networked lights is if the power goes out, when the power goes on back on, all, all on. the lights and everything <laughs> come back on. So, so bam, 3.30, the lights go on. Bing! I'm like, oh, crap. And then, so I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm half asleep. I grab my app. I'm going to turn the lights off. I can't turn them off. So I know that the power literally just came back on because my Wi-Fi is not back up. Yeah. And so you have to do the thing where you go around the house and you check and see if there somebody broke in or whatever mm-hmm. and see what happened. And I pop into my kid's room. I got two kids. The lights are just 
hundred percent just blazing. They're both asleep. Out cold. They have no idea that their lights are on. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> so I'm going, me and the dog are cruising through the house. Like, okay, everything's good. And then the, the Wi-Fi picks back up. I shut them all off. And then um, I tried to go back to sleep. Couldn't do it. <laughs> not, not Couldn't happen. do it. Took me an hour or so to get back yeah. to sleep. So I set my alarm and it went off and I woke up at seven. Um, are we really going to talk about <laughs> alarms right now? <laughs> so I was able to get back up. Man, just so you guys know, if you get a Philips Hue lighting system, if the power goes off, all your lights will turn that's back a, on in the middle of the that's night. That's a public service announcement. Here from off the cuff. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just didn't quite wake up with the same energy I normally have. You I know? couldn't tell. You look great, man. Yeah. Great but, energy. Uh, well, that's because I had an extra hour while I was trying to wake <laughs> you up this morning. <laughs> you know, that little thing that says weekday and weekend i i showed you they're all still on but it's for monday <laughs> so i'm early for monday he had six alarms set for monday <laughs> I'll, I'll be ready for monday you will not be late to work no no that zoom call <laughs> got it all right so let's talk a little bit about the mlb playoffs yeah like, and man, where we're at heating up the, what i saw a couple days ago and i don't know if it's the same um the padres we're about to square off with the Marlins because the Phillies had dropped a couple games. But then I think Bryce Harper hit some oh upper deck home runs. Harper's on fire yeah. right now. Absolute fire. Everything he hits is like, bam, and then he just looks at it. Yep, smoked it. Yeah, if he wasn't Luke except, Voigt in his 20 home runs, you know. <laughs> except in the ninth, um, he thought he had a second one, went off the top of the wall, dead center. First of all, it's smoked. But then you can see him kind of pimp it, but then he hustles out a double and gets all fired up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you got my aunt. It, the let's review the, the yeah, seeds of the National Let's do this because the Yankees have come back. Yeah. Oh, they uh, came back from they the hit dead, dude. 20 home runs over three games. They had five home runs in one inning the other night. They have they set a record with six home runs in a game for three straight games. That's 18 home runs in three games. Yeah, but they actually hit more than six in one yeah. of the games. So they actually hit 20 home runs across That's those just, three games. No, the balls aren't juice this year. Well, the bats are harder. Uh, how's that? And the pitchers throw harder, so you get faster yeah. exit velocity, which we're going to talk heard, about in a little bit. I heard bit. someone say that the density of the air in the stadiums is less because there's no fans, and that's why balls are just rocking it out. Did that happen in 1987, too? Well, I don't know, but I don't know who's <laughs> sitting it, there Was attendance down in 1987 density. when uh, everybody hit 50 home runs that yeah. year? Uh, <laughs> but they had really cool tops, wood grain baseball cards that year. Yeah. I don't know if you remember those. No, I, I click baseballs. Um yeah. Okay, so your National League Dodgers are number one. They've clinched. Oh yeah, they had a um just just to do a little Padre on the Dodgers clinch. Man, every Padre fan in the world completely overacted when they took the first game of the series from the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, there was there was a big big jump. But here's what's funny, and I'll I'll get back to it, the scenario. Um so you got Dodgers number one seed, uh, thirty seven wins. Then the Cubs get the two seed at thirty one. Atlanta is the three seed with 30 wins so far. And then the Padres get the four seed. They got 33 wins. So if they're in any other division, they're they're in first place. Um, but they would have played different teams. They would have played different teams. Now, let's just say over the course of the, the remaining, what do they got? Six games, seven games left. That the Padres overtake the Dodgers, take on first place. Well, that makes the Dodgers the four seed. So it doesn't matter um, if the Padres are one or four, because in the second round, they're going to see the Dodgers. So it doesn't matter. Um, 
and except the fact you can go, eh, we got a flag. You don't. We won the division. Woo-woo. You didn't. But it's all going to come down to that second round. You know, once the Padres, you know, advance. But then the battle for five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Miami, St. Louis, Philadelphia, Cincinnati are all the 26 wins, 24 wins, 26 wins, 26 wins. And St. Louis has the 24, but they've got still got a bunch of games to make up. Right. And Major League Baseball said they're not going to play tiebreaker games. So if the schedule, if they don't so finish all their games, percentage. they're going to like some crazy tiebreakers. Yeah. Well, it's and, winning percentage. And I'd go into them because I love that kind of stuff, but it's the tiebreakers. Right. We'd spend an hour just talking about the tiebreakers and figuring it all out. So, the, so those, those four teams I just mentioned. 26, 24, 26, 26, Miami, St. Louis, Philadelphia, Cincinnati. But then you got the Giants at 25. So they're one game away from being an eight seed. Milwaukee, two games away from being an eight seed. Yeah, and you remember remember how slow Christian Yelich started the season? Right. Now he's got 10 jacks. He's yeah, back. He's starting back. to feel it. Yeah. And then even the Mets. The Mets are only three games away from the eight seed. So one team gets hot, one team gets cold. The entire Five through eight plus those guys at the end, it completely flip. Yeah, and one week left. One week. Talk about a sprint. Yeah, this has been sprint great. for the finish. I'm actually kind of digging the the bigger playoff bracket because look how many teams are are still in the hunt. I mean, one, two, three, eleven. Figure eleven teams would honestly have a shot at the playoffs right now. Right, and what Major League Baseball is going to find out is you make more money when more teams are in the playoffs because there's more games Novel and more advertising. So right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a push for this for next year. I, I really think so. I hope that I hope I like the playoff system and I like the DH in the National League. So if you can keep those two things, that'd be great. Um, American League, here we go. Tampa Bay, number one seed. They've already clinched. Um. White Sox number two. Oh, did you see the White Sox brought up the dude that throws a left-handed 101? Yes, yesterday? I did. Every pitch he threw was 100. It was just straight fastball, lefty, short arm. Didn't oh, we talk wow. about him before the season started and whether or not he'd make the bigs? And right. He was up, never played in the minor leagues because mm-hmm. they never had one. Mm-hmm. Straight to the bigs. Straight to the bigs. 101. Just nasty. Shattering people. This dude and, and his build. Yeah. So they just got better. They got better. They got be- Dude, I'm watching him throw last night. I'm like, dude, this guy's legit. And he just kind of has that swagger about him. Like, I throw 100. <laughs> exactly. I really don't care what I throw 100. Yeah. I and mean, if you want to hit it, go ahead. It's going to hurt your it hands. It might hurt your hands. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me of like a, a young Chapman. That that swag that, that Chapman had when he came up. Did you miss your mouth on that? I think so. Fix your cup, dude. Off the cup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but just his swagger reminded me of a young Chapman. Like, I throw really hard, and I don't care what you're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. Try it. Try to hit it. Too bad he didn't show the same slider. Yeah. Well, even Chapman now working on his slider. So this dude's dude's set up. Yeah. But he big build, strong frame. It's Get after it. Sorry to interrupt with that's like, all right. uh, topics that are going and, on with the teams that are there. And two seed. Yeah, not bad. Out White of nowhere. Sharks. Out of nowhere. The A's are the three seed. And, then, and now the Yankees have moved all the way up. They're the four seed. So the they're the first. Yeah, they went from the one seed to out of the playoffs to back to the four seed yeah. in like a week and a half. Yeah, they've won like nine straight. Since uh, Minnesota, 
Minnesota's the five seed. Yeah, they like to hit home Houston runs. is still the six seed because they're in second place in that division, even though they're under 500. They're 25 and 26 right now. Uh, Cleveland is your seven, and Toronto is your eight. And honestly, the American League is pretty set up because your next best team is Seattle at 22 and 29. Yeah, and I think in the American League, you see like the top, mm-hmm. and then the, the top is the top in the American League. And then the National League, you see, you know, you got the Dodgers and the Padres, and then you got, you know, the other two division winners, and then Braves you have just. A whole bunch of teams that could still win. Yeah. Um, that could be dangerous in the playoffs, where I think in the American League, it's really coming down yes. to the Rays, White Sox, and Yankees. Yeah. I mean, Toronto, you're a young ball club. They could be energetic. They might surprise somebody. Cleveland is Cleveland's weird because they've got new players, they've got veterans, and they've got young guys. Yeah, well, they just learned how to win. Right? Yeah. They, they mean, just know how to win. And the, Minnesota could just homer their way through a series and, and just get hot and win games. But if you're just talking about the trends of the season, there's really three teams that should, in the American League, make it to the World Series. But the, the scary team, and I hate to say it, is the Astros. Because if they get hot swinging it... Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries. They lost oh. Bregman. They lost Altuve. Correa was struggling. I don't know where he's at now, but yeah. he was struggling. But if everybody like hits. But that team, that's what's yeah. scary because they have one. They're like, okay, hey, it's the playoffs. Turn it on. Oh, and then what if miraculously, you know, V-Lander just happens to show up and start throwing? Who? Yeah, that dude. He's got the. Isn't there an R like in the third letter of his name? Verlander? Yeah. What did I say? V-Lander? <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on what state you say it in, like Minnesota. Oh, that's true. Um, but, and then, uh, you know, the Yankees, well, obviously they, they hit a ton. Yeah. So, I mean, they could outscore you 15, 13, who cares? Yeah. And Brett Gardner announced that he wants to come back next year. So. Is he 37? Yeah. Tell you what is, mo- he's got a great motor. Well, he I'd invite him. him. If he doesn't want to, I'd invite him to be a co-host on the Off the Cup podcast. That would be solid. Yeah. I'll Maybe. bring him in via Skype. There we go. For free, by the way. No, we're not paying anybody. No, no. You're going to, uh, donate. So, but the team that that I look at in American League that, even though they've already locked up a spot, is the A's. You know, you lose Chapman, their third baseman. He's his hips all jacked up. So I don't know. That's like a team on the way down, but still locked in the playoffs. And then you look at the Yankees that are a team on the way up. Tampa Bay's been steady. Um, that series with if if you got to the White Sox and Tampa Bay would be super exciting to see. Um, and then you're, you always got to worry about the Minnesota, you know, Minnesota's playing well. So the, once you get past that first round in the American league, it's going to be a solid, I think it's really going to be solid. Yeah. And I'm really interested with the expanded rosters. So throughout the season, everybody's had to keep extra pitchers, mm-hmm. right? But then you go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. How do you set your roster up? You just pile on a whole bunch of, you know, well, offensive players that can pinch hit late in the game and, and. Because you don't need as many pitchers anymore because the off days and well, no, but that's the thing is the the off days are minimal. It's like boom, 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 boom. They're they're running through. There's no like three days off. I mean, it's like bam, they're going right. But you only need one off day to not use three pitchers in your roster, right? But it goes regular season ends playoffs. So you know some teams you, you might you might have to throw your ace. Um, on, on Sunday, on and then, Sunday, and then come back, and and you're you're going Monday or Tuesday with your two or three. I mean, depending how the well, situation. Well, you got to make went. it. You got to make the playoffs yeah. before you can play in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the 
you got a, a week to go. We've, we've gone through the entire season. This podcast has gone through the entire season. Yeah, pretty much. 17 and weeks. It's uh, one week off. We, we did have one week off. Well, that was a holiday. For me. Yep. But <laughs> National League, gonna be, there, people are going to be flip-flopping. It's going to be major conversations. I like to go live every day. No. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting. Next time we talk, it's going to be playoffs. And some of these teams are at the bottom are going to move up. People are going to drop, and you're going to be like, oh, I'm I'm worried. I'm not worried. I'm interested into seeing that five, six, seven, eight, what what it ends up. Because one, two, and three, and four are all locked up. But whew, Miami, St. Louis, Philly, Cincy. Cincinnati would be fun to see in there because you're going to have Trevor Bauer. And you see him wear his uh, Cincinnati Bengals cleats? No. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he posted – that um you know you couldn't wear any sponsored shoes or something like that without being fined so he took a picture posted tagged MLB on it and goes check these out and it's Cincinnati Bengals cleats and he wore them when he pitched in the game ah nice yeah. so enjoy that fine but it also enjoy the other you know probably 20,000 new fans you just got yeah and speaking of the Bengals Joe Burrow looks legit as yeah. a quarterback after Thursday night a yeah. game I didn't watch but after I read about it um I, yeah, no, he's he looked pretty legit. He's a gamer, man. You, you just see some of those guys. You you know who he reminds me of? John Elway. <clears throat> that that demeanor, that swag. That's kind of high praise I, for a guy I, that's played two games in the NFL. I, don't, I just like the way he carries himself. You know, I, I feel like he's the next Joe Montana. He's played two games, but he's the right-handed boomer assassin. No, <laughs> no, but he's, I just he's I just the like, next John Kitna. You, you see, <laughs> John Kitna. That's a reach. <laughs> that is a very nice pull, by the way, for that name. Um, but no, just the way he carries himself, I think he's going to be just fine. Just fine. Yeah, he looks like he's going to be just fine. Yep. All right, so I want to talk about something that people in baseball aren't really talking about, and that is the the effect that the regionalized schedule has had on mm-hmm. the season. I think, you know, we still get the West Coast, East Coast bias. People on the East Coast probably aren't watching the games from the West Coast. They all start at 7 o'clock at night, except on Sundays, so 10 o'clock on the East Coast. But what I've found is I've been able to watch more games, and I've kind of been more of a fan uh, because the games are all at 7 o'clock, and every night I know there's a game on. Right. And um, it's been really good for me as a fan to watch the games, and I don't have this you know, 10 a.m. game on Saturday or, you know, the whole week is like the games are at four o'clock and people aren't off work and they don't get to watch them because they're on an East Coast swing. Um, I actually like it and I kind of wish they would do more of a regionalized schedule and almost split the American League and the National League. If they keep the DH, split the American League and National League into regions Mm -hmm. and you mostly play on the East Coast or the West Coast so your times are a lot closer um, so that and then have maybe... 15 games where you play across because it's going to be cheaper for the teams and it's easier for the fans to watch the games. Yeah, do, you, do you think moving forward, they're going to think about realignment? I, I think they should. <laughs> if they're, if the only difference really is the DH, right? So if you go to a universal DH, you can completely real regionalize the leagues. Right. I, I mean, now do I like the fact that the angels would be in the national league and, Maybe, you know, the West Coast is NL and the East Coast is AL. Or do you just keep it the way it is? Um, but, you know, you'll never see a Padre Red Sox or a Padre no, I'm, Yankees. No, I'm saying you still keep interleague. Right? Okay. 
but and and but it's not you're not spending half of your games traveling to play the Braves and the Phillies and the the Mets and you know and you're you're sticking to playing games that are within two hours. It's safer for the players because mm-hmm. they're not doing a seven hour flight and then have a game in three hours. I mean, right. when I when we played professionally in an independent league, we had a twenty seven hour drive got to the, our stadium and we had a game three hours later. I know. I drove the bus six hours that night. That <laughs> you was know, great. so, um, and, and they don't generally do that in major league baseball, but if you have an extra inning game on a Sunday, it goes till, you mm-hmm. know, five o'clock, you get on the plane at seven, you're on the East coast at, you know, with the three hour time difference. And then you're waking up for a game the next day. It's, it's not good for your body. Yeah. And I think you can eliminate a lot of injuries by regionalizing the leagues. Yeah. Well, if if they do that and and they stick with kind of what the how, how do you do that over 162? I mean, that's no, it'd just it'd be the same as the American League National League now, except you do it by down the middle of the country and you just kind of split them, hmm. you know, to to however it works out, and it would limit limit travel. I I actually it it creates more rivalries too. I might I've enjoyed watching the Padres play the A's and the Angels and the Mariners because mm-hmm. they're they're right here and right. You, you could actually have access and go to away games. So I think one of the things that's going to happen is you'll see Padres fans going to L.A. and filling that stadium when it's not full. You'll see Padres fans going to Oakland sometimes and watching a game. You might see Padres flan, fans flying to Seattle or to watch a game because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, instead that, of just your your three game series once a year, yeah, right. Um, so. I think the regionalization probably will pump up attendance. It allows you to watch more of your team's games on TV. It allows you to be a bigger fan. So it probably pushes up merchandise sales and these rivalries as you go down the, to the end of the season and you know that you're going to be playing a team that's close by, mm-hmm. you're going to want to go watch your team try to make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I think if, you know, we, everything's been heightened because especially down here, the Padres are good this year. They're good. So we're like, yeah, let's do this. Um, I, I think in if you got these other teams like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh would be like, well, sure, whatever. We'll play whoever. Yeah, We've but, got 15 wins this year. Right, but imagine if they didn't have to get those 15 wins on trips to Anaheim. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and they could stay closer for the most part to right. home. Right. So now they're a four-hour flight with you know, to 75% of their away games. Yeah. No, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I think the league has learned a lot of, we can make adjustments and keep the game, the game's integrity. Um, and, I, and that, that really ties to a universal DH, right? Yeah. If they don't go to universal yeah, DH. No, you no, don't, no. you don't make that change because you want no, to keep the, the party lines. Yeah. Right? No, I, and, and like I said, as, as a purist, as a traditionalist, I'm, I've really fallen in love with the fact that the Padres have a DH. Yeah, I mean, you know. and as a purist, I know you want to go back to the time when if the ball bounced in fair territory, it was a fair ball, whether it <laughs> no. went it foul at any well, point. So you could actually bunt the ball to the dugout right. and, and reach Bunches. first base because it touched in fair territory yep. first. Yep. Yeah, I know you really want to go back to that as a purist. Back uh, to underhand pitching to And, and have uh, to, to tell the you hitters. what's coming. Yeah, yeah you, you really want to get back to that, right? No. To the... Uh, <laughs> to the to the mound that's you know three inches off you know the yeah. ground and you you want to get back to all of that leave your glove on the field yeah we'll share. so the other guy can use it it's perfect for COVID yes <laughs> <laughs> in the grand scheme of things um, I I do like uh, the DH and moving forward 
Um, hopefully, this is where the NFL, or, or not the NFL, MLB follows suit as far as improving the game to where the players enjoy it as well. Because that's been that's the first pushback is they make changes and players go, why are we doing this? Yeah, like the pitch clocks, and the pitch things. clocks and all that stuff. Well, you know, I, forget that stuff. That that's a, that's 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 just rubbish. It, it, you you make a change like this, either regionalized in schedules, DH universal DH, and and you know now we're we've already talked about throwing away some of those you know unwritten rules and it opens the game up a little bit. Um, Having boisterous players and not getting fined by the league uh, is going to bring some. Hopefully, that's where I think you bring in the new blood, the new, you know, excitement, that younger crowd, and still keep your guys like me and you that that, that enjoy the game for what it is. Yeah, I, I think we should go back to allowing people to run over the catchers. Yes, and it, it, how about this? Uh, you know, the the slide rule at second base, right? When I played shortstop, that was fun for me. Uh, here comes a ground ball to second base. I'm going to go cover second. There's going to be a double play situation. I need to make sure I can turn this ball and not get blown up by that that guy sliding in. That was fun because I got lit up once, like legit lit up. And I'm like, wow, I bet that looked great from the other side. Not me getting flipped over and landing on my back and can't breathe. But I bet that looked amazing because I turned a double play, right? but I couldn't breathe because I got flipped over, but that was fun. That was like, now it's a battle between me and the runner. You know, I hope they, uh, why not? It's a, it's a man's sport, you know? Yeah. And and the reason why I bring up the thing at home plate is because they're not enforcing the rules. Anyways, Mm -hmm. you got catchers blocking home plate and people sliding in and not knowing where they're going and they're not enforcing those rules. And I can take you back to like, you were talking about getting, rolled over at second base i i was playing in alaska one time with the san diego stars we went on a tour of fairbanks and anchorage and played in that midnight under the sun game mm-hmm. in fairbanks and um there, i think there we were up there and there was a play at the plate coming in from right field and it was uh there was no relay and the ball bounced twice and it um i was blocking the plate with my foot with my foot facing the right way mm-hmm. so i so i don't get hurt so I had my head to right field while the runner was coming down the third baseline. And the ball kind of died in the grass and took a second bounce. So I had to reach down to get it. And the guy hit me with the top of his helmet in the side of my face. And mm-hmm. I didn't have my face mask on because I had always had trouble um, picking up the bounce of the ball with my with face mask, ma- on, with yeah. my mask on. And he hit me right in the face. And he was safe because the ball never made it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hit their team was going crazy. And I got up off the ground, big old thing of blood in my mouth because I just got hit on the side of the face, spit on home plate, big old bloody wad <laughs> as the next hitter was coming, sat back down and kept playing. Right. Because you're a man. You played the game hard. You played the game right. There's just some things, as as a player, you enjoy the toughness of it. And you know if they keep taking those away, it's like, well, I want to get after it. Like, I want to come submarine and make that guy get down. You know, you want to take that hit at home plate and hold on to the ball and show it to him. Like, hey, you know what? You're still out. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's a, a mutual respect. It's, it is a toughness thing. It is like, you know, how tough are you versus how tough am I? That's, that's the competitiveness that is being taken away from the game, which you're right. I wish that would come back. Yeah. I mean, I saw a play in Johnson City 
uh, we were playing against the Cardinals minor league team in Johnson City, and uh, we our other catcher was playing, and he was he was like five ten. Um, like 150 pounds. He was a little guy. Yeah, he wasn't little because he was big. You know, he's strong. Okay. But um, a solid 150. Yeah, and, and there was a play at the plate, and coming around third base was a guy by the name of Bazil Shabazz, who was a he was a college football player, like a pretty pretty uh-huh. big dude. <laughs> I and, see this coming, and he hit our catcher. And I'm not going to say his name because you know he's probably listening. I don't want to. Of course, because everyone listens. But um. There's a play at the plate, and the ball never got to him, and he was blocking the plate, and Bazile hit him, and Scott, uh, I almost said his name. He he did <laughs> he did two cartwheels uh-huh. and got pinned against the fence um, from that's, home plate, and it was like 20 feet. That's that's getting hit hard. <laughs> and uh, he just got up and kept flying, right? You know, but he got lit. He got lit hard. The pitcher went and got the ball for him. That was really nice. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> he was backing up the play. There you go. But those are the types of plays you want to have that chance. I mean, I've had plays at the plate where a ground ball to first with the infield in and a runner on third and the first baseman threw the ball home and the guy decided he wasn't going to run me over and I was blocking the plate and he, he got to me before the ball got to me, but he never got to the plate. Right. So then, and he was out. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I, and he would have been safe. I would, if, I would with I'd love rules. if they, I, the only bad part is, you know, once they go one direction, it's, it's hard for them to, to just go, hey, we made a mistake. We're going to allow this skin. Yeah. So, uh, and and all of this started because we were talking about regionalized schedules, regionalized <laughs> schedules, rivalries, playing the game hard. Which I like if they go yeah. back to a DH. If they don't, if they don't do universal DH, I'm, I'd rather have you know, uh, National League, American League, as they are, kind of traditional. Yeah. Well, 162 would be interesting how they do that. Yeah. Well, and they already have precedent because the Astros have already switched. Yeah, switch the Brewers too. Yeah, well, well good times. Nobody remembers the Brewers. So, yeah, the Brewers. All right, all right. Good show. Love it. It's not over yet. I know. All right, so it's so uh, good chat. Quickly, we'll talk about the Padres because we never talk about the Padres. On no, this no, it's San Diego Padres. Um, and and Fernando Tatis Jr. is still struggling. They're still pitching him inside. Now it looks like he's getting a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, Chasing pitches off the outside the zone. Now they're now they're pitching him on both sides of the plate, and he's just he's struggling. But um, don't worry, Rook, you'll get through it. Yeah, <laughs> you're 21, and yeah. and let's be honest. Um, until last week or so, you own this game, right? You're gonna be just fine. Make one little adjustment, which I would just say back off the plate just a little bit, or just um, shorten up a little bit and make some contact. You know, don't try to hit a home take a couple games and just try to put the ball in play a little bit and get back going. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he can do that yet because he's still like, let's yeah. go, let's go. Yeah. Now just on, keep on, your head up. Don't put yeah. your head down. after You can, you you can out. see, you can see in his face a little uh-huh. bit. He's, 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 he's frustrated. He looks a little tired. Yeah. Looks a little tired. So make one adjustment. It's been have, a long have a season. Good, 50, 50 games so far. Well, I mean, before I mean, how many games has he played in a row in the big leagues? Yeah, but they had the they've had they've had a couple of days off. But then you got the doubleheaders. He's playing almost every game, yeah. you know. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's a even though it's a short season, it's still a long season. I, I think um, just watching, you know, his body language, he is frustrated. But I, I think he is a little tired. Um, you know, you, you've you've got a chance to maybe give him a day off here. You know, because you, you're not going to really, like I said, you're not going to improve really where you're going, other than okay, we got a flag. 
So do you give him a couple of days off? Do you give Manny a couple of days off? You don't give Manny any days off. No, Manny's on fire. Yeah, I mean, right now we're in Manny for MVP yes. all day long with his yes. two home runs last night. He's up to 16, tied wow. for the league lead in the National League. He's um, in the top 10 and hitting just like Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. Um, he's in the top five in RBIs. Yeah, um, no, I'm... I'm I'm, this is this is what the Padres paid for. Yeah, he's fourth you know? in the league in hits. Yeah, he's and I just he's he's totally changed. Now I won't even he's say stealing totally bases. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's really he's not missing. Right, that's the thing. And when he's missing, he's still keeping his hands behind the ball and hitting it hard. Like uh, right last night, and this is Saturday morning for those of you. Um, last night, uh, he hit a one-handed home run on a breaking ball into the second still deck in left smoked. field. And it was still smoked. Yeah. It's crazy. Because he, he stayed behind the ball. Wow. Look at that. They asked him about how, how he's doing. He goes, we're still not done. Right. He's got the, he's going to be fine. And 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 this is where the, the veteran in him is going to take, you know, Tatis on the wing here and go, don't worry about it. We're fine. Look, you may be struggling, but guess what? We're still winning. We're still winning. And what I like about the Padres right now is they're not, they haven't peaked. They're playing really good ball, but they haven't peaked, I don't think. They, they've they learned how to win, and they've distanced themselves from everybody, especially in our division, because they're playing as well as the Dodgers. You know, they had the three-game series. They won the first game. Second game was tight. They lose the, the third game, but came back. The Dodgers and Padres are, they're not that far off. Like everyone, you know, cream of the crop Dodgers, the Padres are not that far off. So... I really hope that we get to that second round playoff and it's the Dodgers and Padres and the Padres just explode and truly show with Paddock throwing better. That's a huge sign. Dude, he hit 95 last night. He was hitting his spots and, and I, he six, probably was just going through like that spring training dead arm period, yeah, you know, six innings, one hit. Yeah. And I'm watching him throw. He was pitching, right? Because, you know, you watched last year, he just... Yeah, he was all clean-shaven with the fluffy hair sticking he, out, dude, little mustache. He had the sheriff stash yeah, going last night. It was solid. Yeah. <laughs> solid. But um, all those things are boding well, and, and they're building up. So, you know, Padre Nation, um, I'm just as excited for moving forward. Not not to the point where I saw everybody going, oh, you know, we're going to win this. Okay, can we beat them one game? It's a series, and what really counts is when we see them in the playoffs. We've we've pretty much locked up our playoff spot. Let's stay healthy, keep playing hard, make sure we keep our distance, and then take care of whoever we're meeting in the first round, you know, and whoever that's going to be. Yeah, before we before we leave the Padres update here, I want to talk about one more thing. Um, I want to talk about um, Jerks and Profar. Mm-hmm. And the guy's got, gotten really hot. He's kind of playing like everybody ever expected him to play in the major leagues. Right. Like, top prospect. Everybody expected him to be great. Texas finally had to give up, trade him to Oakland. Oakland kept him for a little bit, but gave up, sent him to San Diego. Um, if Jerks and Profar, in my opinion, was hitting 270 and hitting the ball at the yard and playing with a smile like he plays – um, he he would be the starting second baseman for the Padres, right? There, there's, yeah. I feel like there's no doubt that that the Jake Cronenworth would have never got a chance if Profar started the season like this, and Hosmer didn't get hurt, right? Right, and that's that's that. <clears throat> so now, 
I mean, if you have a comment, I mean, well, it's just, it, it, you talk about, you know, Wally Pip, Lou Gehrig. Yeah. I need a day off. Okay. Um, that whole scenario has led to the Padres finding a rookie of the year candidate, um, finding out or allowing or making the Padres make a move with Profar, the injury to Hosmer and Pham. And now you've got a second baseman playing left field and a pitcher playing second base. Yeah. You know, pitcher shortstop. Pitcher shortstop now playing second base. And in the grand scheme of things, you've you've you now have so much length in your in your in your roster of guys who you know can play. That's oh, the uh, military flyover. Okay, yeah. salute everybody. There you go. Um, but from an organizational standpoint, your roster is solid. Yeah, solid. So, um, you know, Hosmer fam injuries, Cronenworth, Profar getting his opportunity, and Cronenworth showing, hey, I can play a little bit, even though I was a throw-in on our trade. I, you really like where you're at. Right, and so now, now that Cronenworth had that opportunity, he's taken over second base from Profar. Profar really has no chance of getting it back at this point when mm-hmm. you got a guy that's, you know, basically the top rookie in the National League still hitting over 300. I think he's still in the top 10 in batting average in the league. Mm-hmm. And now it turns to Profar versus Fam. Now Profar is hitting better than Fam was this season. Fam's traditionally better than how Profar is doing right now. But when you add in Mitch Moreland, Hosmer coming back, mm-hmm. you know now you've got a platoon at DH possibly right. between Fam and and Moreland mm-hmm. and. Does Profar win that left field spot because he's a little more athletic in the outfield and he's and he's doing everything he has to do? And I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm like the guy that's like get Profar out of the lineup. Why right? Is, why is he swinging um, with the 175 mile an hour swing at, and just swinging through pitches? And now he's he finally figured it out. And right. I'm, I'm like his biggest fan right now. Like it's amazing. I love it when people figure it out. I love it when Hoppy gets phone calls during the podcast. Yeah. But um. Fans. I mean, what Fans, do you do? Sorry. What do you do? <sighs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna become the uh, the podcast manager right now, and I platoon Fam and Moreland at DH. Hosmer's back at first. Profar's in left. Right. Well, Hosmer's not back yet, so we don't we don't necessarily. Well, I'm, I'm, okay. Yeah. It, I'm just saying when everyone gets healthy. Playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. I'm going Hosmer at first. Profar and left, and then I have Fam and Moreland. And I can flip flop my my Moreland and Fam as, as guys go. You know, bring in Moreland late in the innings. You know, you got your right handed relievers, right? They're going to be late, and I still have you know a power bat or whatever. Um, but you have choices, and you're replacing guys with major league, you know, pedigree. Is you're not bringing in that rookie to do like whatever. All big leaguers now, the, right? We we have big leaguers. The Padres have big leaguers at every position. There's no questions. Right. And even there, right? So they sent Onya back down yesterday to activate FAM. So I don't know who they send down when Hosmer comes back because you want Mateo on the bench because of the speed. speed. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. So I think at that point. there You got to send a pitcher. Yeah. You got to send a pitcher. You got to send a pitcher down. And it's going to be Lucchese, I'm guessing. Yeah. 
Remember, he was the the bring up, and they they threw him in the uh, the game with the Dodgers. Because you're going to get all your pitchers back too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I, I guess they it's like being too busy in a business. They go, well, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And the fact that you're having to make tough decisions, the Padres have never had to make tough decisions. Well, I say never. The last 10 years have never had to make a tough decision when it comes to who are we going to keep. It's always like, well, send him down. Send him down. Now you're going, I'm going to send down this guy, even though he can help And me. it hurts us. And it, it hurts us to send somebody down. But the guy we're bringing up makes us better. So it's... Yeah, I mean, that's a tough situation to be in. And honestly, you want to be in that situation. I could actually, and this this might be surprising, I could actually see Moreland being the guy that gets sent down. Oh, God, that would be, no, I, I wouldn't. Nope. Nope. I could see it, though. You're one pitch away from, with, with Hosmer. Right, but with the injury, you can bring him back, right? You can make adjustments to your roster with the injury. Oh. So I could see that with the extra bat from fam and having Hosmer and all those bats, I could see Moreland almost being that guy because he struggled even against right-handed batters. I could see him being the guy because Mateo is too valuable off the bench. <sighs> but if you tell me, Hey, you got to send one of these guys down Mateo or Moreland, I'm sending Mateo. And I, I think it depends on, on how fam is hitting. Cause if that's the case, then I'm going to, uh, if I need a pinch runner, I'm bringing in Garcia. And Garcia can't run like that. He runs better than Moreland. And so there we go. The thing is, is Moreland only plays one position and he can DH, and Mateo plays multiple positions. Garcia plays multiple positions. Okay, bases, and you can't send down Castro. Bases loaded, two outs, you're, you're, you're down by whatever. Who are you going to bring in, Mateo or Moreland to pinch hit? Craig Garcia. Craig Garcia. <laughs> Who's a money pinch who, hitter, by the way. Who flicks the ball to left field. Yep, East County. Get it, buddy. Yeah. All um, right. So I, I just think it's a really interesting conversation about Profar because he, he – if he continues where he's at, he's actually getting to reaching his potential, you know, five, six, seven years into his major league career. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes it takes yeah. seven years well, in the big leagues. Pudge. To figure it. Yeah. Pudge Rodriguez didn't yeah. start hitting until the, you know, the middle end of his career. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and he became one of the best. The, the best. One of the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what else you got? Oh, we wanted to talk a little bit about exit velocity. Exit velocity. A little bit of exit velo. Well, here, here's what's funny. Um, when when I see a, a player and I'm talking to a parent, and you know I'm a, I got our hit tracks going. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because people go well. My son hits a ton, and and he's the you know the best guy in travel ball or whatever. And I'm I'm exaggerating, and I I just want to I I show the the parent or the coach when they come in, and I go well this is this is his exit below, and they go what's that? And I go that's how hard he's hitting the ball, right? Based on the pitch, and he's hitting the ball. This is that pitch right there is not going to go where you think it's not going to be a 400 foot bomb. Um, and they go, well, what's good. So I did some research because that's what I do. And I looked up averages of levels of play and what your exit velocities tend to be. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I went in depth on this. Um, and I'm going to start at the high school level because let's be honest, little league, you've always got a big kid who's going to hit the ball harder than everybody. Well, that wouldn't be average. Right? It would be top. And then, 
So when we get into high school, what, what when they say, can this kid play high school ball? Well, let's look at his exit, his exit velocities. On average, if you're going to just generalize these things, I'm going to generalize it for you because at least that puts you in the ballpark, right? As far as where is this hitter at? High school level, you need to be above 80 on your exit velo. And I'm, I'm thinking varsity because you're going to have, you know, your, your freshmen, your JV teams. So anything over 80, that, that bat speed and that exit velocity is going to play. Should generally play. Yeah, BB core, baby. Yeah. Then getting into the college ranks. Well, like 85 to 90. Just to play. Just to, just to say, well, that bat could play. Not that it will, but it could if he's, you know, around 90. What separates a college player from being just a really good college player or playing college ball and a minor leaguer is now you start getting those exit velocities into the 95 to 100 range. And that's when we guys, oh, that, that bat will play. Well, one of the things you're looking at is, well, how hard is he hitting the ball? Right. And if you're if you're high nineties and you're reaching a hundred, that means your swing is pretty well polished enough to hit the ball extremely hard. And then getting up into minor leagues and in major league, you're looking again now from like ninety-five to well, one oh five, right? Um the major league average that I found was was ninety-six. Like every time you hit the ball, it's 96 off your bat. So your elites, the guys that consistently hit the ball hard, well, those are the ones that separate themselves and become a guy. Um, I did look into some stats, and I think I just got, I was checking this earlier because I had heard something. Gary San, it was a Sanchez. Yeah. Wow. Man, these guys are hitting the ball hard. Okay, I'm going to mess this guy's name up. Rowdy Talese from Toronto had an exit velo of 117.4. And everyone's like, wow, that's crazy. And then Gary Sanchez goes 117.5. Right. And but the crazy thing is it doesn't guarantee you got a hit. No. No, it just gives it it creates more difficult opportunity for the defense right how i mean you hit it through a guy or to a guy right right? um but your ability to do that right and and consistently enough so but then when you look at the average yeah 95.9 96 miles an hour oh guess who guess who averages the hardest hit balls in the league tatis or machado fernando tatis yep He's leading the league in average exit velocity. So give me the number. Give me the number. 95.6. Not bad. Sounds like a radio station. Well, that's uh, off the cup. Ninety-five <laughs> <laughs> 96.9. <laughs> off the cup. Um so so just to recap, if you're wondering where where's my player, compare. Um high school, you gotta be, you know, eighties. College, you got to be mid 80s to 90s, and then 
you know, you're going to move up further. You're looking in nineties to hundreds. So let me ask you a difficult question here. Uh It's the first one that just pops into mind and this isn't a five in the kitchen. So you're okay. There's not four more more following it up. Um, How much does the speed of the pitch play into the exit velocity? Uh, Not as much as people think because your bat speed is going to be able to catch your timing and be able to square up. That's why hitting a baseball hard is hard because you have to get your bat speed, your timing to match that pitch. Right. Right. Uh, and I, I would put it into, um, I'm turning to bunt a hundred mile an hour pitch. It doesn't mean that the ball comes off my bat a hundred miles an hour. Correct. Right? Correct. So the amount of bat speed that you generate based on the pitch velocity is going to determine how far it goes. So that's why, you know, in some of the scouting world, you go, hey, he's got slow hands, which means he, he lacks bat speed, which means he's not going to hit the ball as far, regardless of the pitch velocity coming in. If you have slow hands, you're just not. So looser, quicker swings, more bat speed, they're going to hit the ball further. You know, you look at a guy and go, man, this guy's hands are electric. You're like, that. It he, he squares up, that ball's going to go. So um, parents... See where your kid's at. Don't don't say this guy's hitting 400-foot home runs, and I watch his swing, and it's like, you know, swinging underwater. It's a good thing they threw that pitch right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good job of the pitcher hitting the bat. Yeah. So, but those that's just kind of a general, um, you know, outline of what, what does exit velocity really mean. And you hit it on the head, too. Just because you're hitting hard doesn't mean it's a hit, but that increases your chances exponentially of getting a hit because you can hit it past guys. Right, and just to put it in the Padres world, if you go back and watch the first half of the season, Manny Machado was just raking. He was hitting the ball extremely hard, but it seemed to always go right Mm -hmm. to somebody. Yep, yep. So that's really all you can do. Hit the ball hard and and hope it finds a hole somewhere. You know, that's just in general. Give me more opportunities. Yep, yep. Yep. Cool. Um, Cup check. Oh, God. Cup check. Cup check. Cup check. (laughs) Uh. Well, I was watching. Wait, 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 wait. Can you hear that? What? <laughs> cup check. That was a pretty quiet cup check. Oh, just a thump. There you go. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, there's Easy a dent, over there. There's a dent in the table. I don't know if that's All a right, cup so, check. So I was watching the Padre game the other day, and um, and I'm not going to call out any specific players, but there was a ball hit to the outfield, and there was going to be a close play at the plate. Okay. The runner was the catcher was out in front of the plate. The runner was coming in hard. Um, Getting ready to, it was a play he had to slide. The on deck hitter was standing in the on deck circle. Mm. What is wrong with this picture? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have a job as the on deck hitter one, to get loose. Two, if there's going to be a play at the plate, you have to run to home plate area and now become the third base coach. Well, actually, the, it's the, home the, plate number, coach. the number three base coach. The home plate coach. And what you're doing is you're the eyes for the runner. So if that ball's coming inside on the the field side of home plate, you're going to tell him to slide away. And if the ball goes behind him, you're going to tell him to slide in. And hopefully the runner will see you. Well, you're going to be standing right in his eyesight. Yeah, so. yeah you're, you're actually pretty close to the umpire in, in that area with a clear view of the runner yeah, so he you, can see you. And you should be very emphatic. Yes, that, that's where you're getting jacked up because you're going to score a run. Right. You're going to be, you're going to tell him if he doesn't need to come in hard. You're going to tell him where to slide. You're mm-hmm. going to point. You're going to 
shove them in that direction, just mm-hmm. like you were the third base coach at third Correct. base. And your job is to be there and let that guy know what to do. In this particular case, the Padres got lucky. The run scored sliding into home plate without the on-deck hitter there. But it would have been much easier for that player if somebody would have told him where the ball was and where he should possibly right. go. Right, because believe it or not, the catcher won't always tell you where the ball is. No, they kind of they, they kind of like deke you. Yeah. I like to I like to stand there like the ball's not even coming. Right, and then all of a sudden, bam, bam, there's a play. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know I'm standing up. Buster Posey was the best at that because your on deck hitter yeah. wasn't there telling you, "Come on, hard, 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 go outside, yeah. outside, outside." You know, well, that's some good like flashbacks. Right I'm like there. an expert first base coach. <laughs> If you need a base running and first base coach, you can call me up. I'm, call not, up. I'm not cheap. Just got to give him a stopwatch. Oh, stopwatch is important. <laughs> you got to give me a stopwatch and the ability to call uh, steals, uh, delayed steals. Whenever you want. Uh, whenever I want, if you yeah, want to, if you want to get the most out of me. Yep. yep. <laughs> Did that for years, buddy. Yeah, that's when we were good. All yeah. right. So, um, <laughs> so, yeah, just on this cup check segment, we're just kind of going to go through some things that maybe people don't see. Right. Um, and then kind of relate them to the games. And, um, you know, this is one of those things that a lot of people don't know that there are mm-hmm. responsibilities for the on-deck hitter other than dodging foul balls and getting prepared to hit. Right. And and that, that needs to be coached up. You got to practice that. You got to practice that. Yeah. You know, get your conditioning in, have a guy there, tell him to slide left, right, stand up. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. Uh, mix it into your daily base running. Um, mm-hmm. You know, get a yep, slip yep. and slide at home plate. There and, you go. And uh, wet that thing up and let the do guys it on slide. turf. Yeah, do it on turf. Oh, speaking of turf, this just take this just really took me back to uh, Francis. I think it was Francis Parker uh-huh. uh, and playing on the all turf infield. All turf field. And we actually had to practice sliding on into the bases because there was no dirt, and yes. the guys were sliding ten feet past the bases. And we, we had to do the same thing at La Jolla. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, La Jolla too. La Jolla. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, some turf is is slick and some isn't. Some grab. And others are like slippy slides. And so I'm glad we did that because I remember I, we took our faster, fastest runner and said, hey, I want you to go out there and just slide. And he was like, Phew. yeah, you're way past the I was like, okay, guys, uh, 20 feet. <laughs> Give yourself plenty of room here. <laughs> Make sure you grab that bag Good hard because you're going over it. Yep. <laughs> slide. All right. So um, that was our cup check. Cup check. Cup check. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just do that for an hour? Just do cup check. <laughs> With a bat. With okay. A bat. Okay. Uh, we got one fun thing left for the day. I want to hear yes. the story of the weirdest thing that happened to Hoppy on a baseball field during a game. And oh. the, and this isn't the kissing bandit running no. out of the field. And this probably isn't um, every Philly fanatic game I played in where my team lost by 10 runs, whether it be professionally or semi-professionally. Wow. I am literally... Oh, and six when the Philly fanatic is on the field. <laughs> wow. It's like the chicken and chargers. Yeah. Okay. So um, I was inspired um, on a Facebook group that I'm in and all my Texas buddies will remember this. Um, I'm, I'm in college and I'm playing out in Texas. I'm from California and I'm out in Texas and we're playing a game and you hear this like rumbling. Like, What's going on? And I'm thinking earthquake, right? Well, I'm in, You're Texas. in Texas. I know. I'm in Texas. I'm looking. It's clear skies. So it's, it's not a thunderstorm or anything. And you just hear this rumbling, rumbling, rumbling. And next thing you know, two horses come. Fl- oh, is that the hooves? <laughs> two horses just come 
barreling through the left field fence that was left open. Don't know why. And these horses are just hauling ass. And it's like, and I'm playing short and they are running directly to me. I mean, they're just like beeline to shortstop and I'm frozen. I'm deer in the headlights. I'm like, and they're just, I just see hooves and muscles and hair flowing, coming right at me. And I just stood there and about 15 feet from me, they like hang this hard left and they haul ass to the right field corner, right? Right fielder like runs off, you know, to the wall. They flip a Yui and then they haul ass across all the way across center field and then back out to left field. And it was one of those moments where everyone looked at each other like, did that just happen? (laughs) Did that just happen? Did two horses come in from the left field, go to shortstop, go to right, then run back and then out. And it was just like, we were all stunned. Now, what people don't know is I, I literally crapped my pants. <laughs> Skid I, marks. I was. Skid I was, marks. I was thought that's okay on my tombstone. They're going to like like two horseshoes. Your life's hoppy. Ran over by two ran horses. O- ran over by horses. You know, I've always said I wanted to die on a baseball field, but not being run over by two oh. horses. So <laughs> for all my Texas folks, um, that was kind of my indoctrination to being in Texas that I got scared. Uh, because two horses were going to trample me um, on the baseball field. Can I offer a follow-up question to that story? Sure. Did the left fielder go and close the gate? After the fact, <laughs> after the fact, um, uh, yeah. Um, matter of fact, I wonder who was playing left field that day. Hmm. It might have been Eddie Kornblum. Well, he might have been who, more scared than you when he was no. standing facing home plate and two horses ran from behind no, him. No, Eddie's a big dude. He's from, <laughs> Eddie's from Poway, by the way. Oh. Um, yeah, but I, I believe he was playing left field that day. <sighs> another California guy. Well, there's but many. seriously, I, it just, it was almost like a dream. Oh, okay. I'm going to be on the floor. Oh, two horses come running in. Ooh, okay. That was, you just never see that. <laughs> and I've never seen a sense. Amazingly, two horses run onto a field. Uh, and, uh, we're going we're gonna to continue this Hoppy's Weirdest segment over the yeah. next couple because we've got uh, a couple of great stories coming up on Hoppy's Weirdest about um, uh, a monstrous storm. Oh, <laughs> that's so, a great story. So we're going to talk about uh, a monstrous storm in the middle of a game yes. uh, coming up probably yes. next week. And um, I think there's – and we'll, we'll probably talk about the uh, bus ride, the, 20, the bus ride. 27-hour bus ride at yeah. some point. I also, I also got another cheesy moment for next episode. It's going to be awesome. All right. And maybe we can get our friend TF to actually show up to our podcast and talk about some baseball and Grand Forks and Kamloops. It's going to be great. Yeah, well, hey, I'm lining up a bunch of people for interviews. It's going to be awesome, dude. Yeah, we're going to get into the interview segment of the podcast coming up, which is going to be uh, lighthearted and fun. Yes. Yeah, so if you're a friend of mine and you're in the baseball world, don't be surprised when I call you and go, dude, need to get you on for an interview. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is. And we even have some former players that want to come in and yeah. uh, battle the off-the-cup crew. Yeah, some good guys. All right, so interviews, Hoppy's Weirdest coming up. Uh, we'll try to do a cup check every week. We're going to do everything we can not to go to Carson to watch the Aztecs play football. Yeah. Um, there's some NFL games coming up this week, and we're really? going to try to watch them, maybe. Maybe. Um, just so you know, Arsenal plays today at noon for all you Premier League fans yeah. as they're trying to stay on top of the table. There you go. Um, and um, there's probably a Potter game or two coming up this week. Yeah. Hopefully. Kind of a big week coming up. Yeah. So sports fans, it's, it's almost feeling normal again to watch sports. 
and to get excited about it. Um, this next week is going to just be crazy, especially in the National League. As far as the movement, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and if anybody's wondering, we're going to be here. We're going to be right. here. Um, Going global. So just just so you know, Hoppy, I'm yes. going to ask you a question. You're going to get it wrong. What time is it? It's, um, let me check. It's 940. Sign off. Oh. <laughs> Sign off. 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 Sign off.